Man, so good. So, so good to be with you guys today. I don't know if you showed up a little bit earlier, but we had about 25 uh, members of, of a motorcycle club that were with us earlier. I've never seen so much leather on dudes in all my life. I mean, they filled up two rows right here. So uh, it was absolutely incredible. We're glad that you guys are here with us today. We, we know that we still have limited seating capacity here, but, but we're so thankful for technology. And for those of you that are dialed in and watching us right now, hey, in fact, real quick, can I, just, can I just talk to our viewing audience real quick? Hey, we have pastors that are like trolling right now and, and just watching and, and all that. Hey, ju- would you just fire a note off to them and say, hey, we're watching from here. Uh, and if you want to take a picture and send us what your viewing environment looks like, hey, send us a photo. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Get creative, you know. Um, we just want to know who's watching, how we can best serve and come alongside of you. So, but for those of you, we got, as, I think about Pastor West, as many as we can get in here socially distanced. It's good. And I'm just telling you guys sound really strong today. I think you guys are a little, some of y'all a little fired up and torqued off because your team lost yesterday. Oklahoma got beat again. Texas got beat again. Baylor got beat again. And, and it's just a bloodbath for, but my Denver Broncos won their first game, I think, this week. Yeah. So I'm feeling pretty arrogant right now because we've got one win. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It just starts. It just takes one to get it started. Amen. Hey, we're going to continue today in this series called The Church. Some of y'all are going, praise Jesus. Get on topic today, Brown. We're going to continue in this series entitled The Church. I love the church. If you've been listening and, or, or, or watching us online, you, you, you know that my experience with the local church has, has been great from my childhood. And I'm not saying that it's been perfect, right? Because church is not perfect because it's made up of imperfect people, right? And uh, uh, it's, 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 it's filled with people that bring issues and struggles. And, and sometimes we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. And, and um, sometimes we don't have a good day. and We're not feeling well. I, I get it. But, but, but I still love this thing. It, it's a beautiful mess, is it not? It's a beautiful mess. It's made up of messy people. But I believe that this thing is beautiful. And there are gathers all around the globe today. In, in places like this or in other environments, some are in homes, some might be in an RV, some might be at a local coffee shop. I know that there are some gathered even in our community at, at a local school, and I'm thankful for a school district that still allows um, churches to gather to, to, to worship. But, but, but I love this thing called the church, and, and today Jesus is going to be preached, he's going to be living. In fact, I hope that. You see, when the, the, the church is, is all about Jesus. It's his. He established it. He created it. And, and I believe church operates <clears throat> and functions. The, can I get a bottle of water, please? <clears throat> Churches operates. Thank you. Hey, the first lady, the mother dove. Let's give it up for her right here. Thank you. It's a good woman right there. Uh, church functions and operates best whenever we keep it about Jesus, when we keep the message about the gospel of Jesus. When, when, when believers gather together in, in, in community, like we talked about last week, when, 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 you, when, when authentic worship 
takes place in the house, right? When, when, when the assembly of believers leave here and go to be the church as we go about uh, our, our, our school activities and in and, 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 and our workplace environments and, 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 and with the groups of people we hang out with, walking our streets and neighborhoods. Listen, when we live on mission, that's the thing that, that God had in mind. When he created this, you know, I've been, I made a statement a couple of weeks ago that you and I have been created by God and for God. You need to know that. In fact, I pray that every one of you, if you don't hear another word I say today, I want you to know that God <clears throat> loves you. And this thing about the gospel message is really simple. There, 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 there's some key words for me that said the word love. You, you, you know, a, a, a church that keeps Jesus front and, and on the front burner, listen, it's got to start and end with him. But a church that preached, listen, the, 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 the sacrificial death and the resurrection of Jesus is what separates Christianity from all other world religions. Not only love, I, you need to know that God loves you, but, but I hope you know that there is a thing called evil. Listen, there is, there is evil in our world. It's, it's very real. And, and in fact, there is an enemy that's after you an evil enemy, but, but, but God loves you, evil's real, but you need to know that, that there is rescue available for you today. You see, the, the, the most famous passage of scripture is, is probably John chapter three, verse 16, right? You remember the, the rainbow Afro-haired dude behind the goalpost at football games? You remember when people used to go to football games? You remember, and they, they used to let you in? Um, and he'd hold up that sign, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son. You see, this thing, this evil that, that, that kept in, it caused you and I to participate in something called sin. And it has separated us from a God who loves us. But praise God in his great love and desire for us that he initiated a rescue mission. Jesus came to destroy sin, to conquer evil in our lives. And, 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 but the choice is yours, whether you will receive this free gift of God's love as demonstrated through the death of Jesus on the cross. The choice is yours. God is not a forcer. He's a filler. Do you hear that? Let me rewind the tape. God is not a forcer. He's a filler. He's not gonna force himself upon any one of us today. But if you will say yes to Jesus and invite him in, check this out. He will fill you with his presence. Come on, somebody. Is that not good news? And, and, and what happens when Jesus comes into a person's life, he restores you. There's restoration. So you got love and you got evil. You got rescue. You've got a choice to make. But then there's restoration that takes place in the person's life. Those of us that once were separated from God <clears throat> by letting Jesus come in and, and bridge that gap between us, we are made right with God. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? You see, every church that is an evangelical, gospel-preaching church ought to be preaching that story. We love Jesus here at 1910 Church. We, we, we love Jesus more than we love 1910 Church. We it's his church, by the way. Uh, he created it. He established it. 
It's a big deal. The church was established by Jesus. We say that time and time again. It's got to be about Jesus. We say it time and time again that Jesus is our senior pastor. He's the one who made this. We've been talking about that over the last few weeks. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, I will build my church. And I know that he's got dominion over a contact right now too in my eye <clears throat> that is squirrely. If I sit like this, my contact's off. Okay, uh, but Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell. You guys know that Jesus is greater than the devil. Somebody tweet that mess. And so the enemy might come at you, but I'm telling you, there is a greater power available to you. And it's in the name of Jesus. In fact, do this. Just just test this out. The next time you find yourself starting to think thoughts that are hurtful, ugly, evil, not right, whatever, or maybe you're scared or anxious about something, I want you to, I want you to just start mentioning the name Jesus. Come on, just see what happens. It'll shift your perspective, as Isaiah talked about. It'll change an environment around you because there is nothing that the enemy can throw at you that Jesus himself cannot conquer and defeat Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, two people. My wife's one of them. Believe that. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's good. Um, but this church, this thing we're dealing with is all about Jesus and for him. So I, I, we, 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 we need to see the importance of this thing called the church. In fact, I want us today to begin to see the importance of being connected to a local church. Now, we've been looking at that through the book of Acts off and on over the last few weeks. By a round of applause, how many of your life groups that you're participating in right now are, are studying with us the book of Acts? Anybody? A few of you, good. Some of the other groups are studying a different thing on the church. That's cool. But, but we see that in the book of Acts that those early believers gathering together with other believers in the church was a big deal. In fact, in Acts 2, beginning in verse, well, in verse 46, it says they worshiped together at the temple each day. Whoa! These folks, it wasn't that they were bored or didn't have anything else to do. They were just consumed and eat up with one. They loved one another. They, they loved being together. More importantly, they loved being able to talk about what Jesus was doing and what he was up to. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. I love that. Been looking at that. This local gathering of believers has been a big deal since this thing called the church was created. You fast forward just a few chapters in the book of Acts to Acts chapter 9, we read about a man by the name of Saul. We hear him introduced to him really in Acts chapter 7 during the stoning of the first martyr in, in, in the church, a man by the name of, of Stephen. Saul was present there. Saul was, 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 was hired by, by, by Rome to, to squelch and put down any uprisings, any gatherings of people that might be disruptive to law and order. He, he was that guy that would go in, especially now that these people who are followers of Jesus, followers of the way, 
Man, that is, that is so controversial to Rome. And so they, 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 they are going and finding these gatherings of, of believers, of Christians, and, and kind of putting an end to them. Some arrested, as Stephen was killed because of his faith. But this man, Saul, were introduced to him in chapter 7. In chapter 9 of, of, of Acts, Saul is on his way to Damascus. To, to, to kind of put, to, to check out what's going on. But there's been reports that, that there, there's some more of these believers, these followers of the way that are causing, making noise, causing trouble. So he's going to go and kind of put an end to that. On the road to do this very thing, we know that an incredible conversion experience, probably one of the most miraculous one in history takes place. Saul hears from heaven, a voice from God calls out to him, blinds him. And basically on that road to Damascus, we know Saul of Tarsus becomes a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. What? Are you kidding me? The one who's the greatest persecutor of Christians now becomes the greatest preacher and mouthpiece of of, of Jesus? Absolutely. Saul is blinded. He's told to go to Damascus, to Third Street. You meet a man by the name of Ananias who will come and minister to you in Acts chapter 9 verse 16 it says that Saul goes there and he stays with those believers in Damascus for a few days he's hanging out with him Ananias comes lays hands on him Saul is filled with the Holy Spirit not only is he not Saul any longer he has a name change his name becomes Paul One of the greatest authors of these 66 books that we know as the Bible, most of the New Testament are his words as inspired by the Holy Spirit written to churches, to us. Paul begins to preach in Damascus. Rome catches wind of it and they send a group of guys to go and take care of him, this wayward child. Anybody ever had a wayward child? Paul leaves there. It says a few verses later, after escaping that persecution in Damascus, he, he returns to Jerusalem, and look what Paul does. It says in verse 26 that he tried to meet with the believers. So here's what I want you to see here. This man, Paul, is, is understanding something that I believe is important for you and I. That becoming a member, plugging into and and becoming active in a local church is important. We see it here in Acts 9. He goes and he hangs out with the believers for many days in, in Damascus. When he goes to Jerusalem, his life now is in danger. He goes and what does he do? He tries to join. He tries to connect with a local congregation. If Paul were preaching today, he would tell us this. Guys, listen, it's important that you find a local church, a local group of believers to connect with. Now, I know that that's not a popular message today. Many people try to minimize the importance of gathering together with a local church. Church membership is not a big deal. But I'm telling you, that's the first thing we read about. One of the greatest authors, human authors, the one who's probably penned the most and the, we find that it was a big deal, and he understood the importance of gathering with the local church. Now listen, when, when, when Saul said yes to Jesus on the road to Damascus, he became a member, as we've talked about, of the Big C Church, the Church Universal. I was immediately plugged into that church when I said yes to Jesus at age nine. Yes, I am a Christian. Some of you may not believe that. I am. 
I said yes to the Lord. That was a joke. Um, But I became a member of the universal church. But make no mistake about it, it's important for us as believers to also find a little C church, a local congregation that we can connect with. That's why we see here in Acts, Paul making such a big deal of trying to find the believers, whatever city he would go to. Just because he showed up there and already belonged to Jesus didn't didn't make him a member or, or part of that local church. That's why we see here the importance of him trying to associate and share with us the need to join. Why is joining a church such a big deal? There are some things that happen here that you're going to be hard-pressed to find outside of a place like this. Paul would write to the Thessalonians in the book of 1 Thessalonians. He, 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 he would share things like, hey, one of the things this thing is so important because when we're together together, collectively, we all are pursuing living this life of holiness together. Hey, we encourage one another to use our gifts. That's what Pops was saying earlier today. Man, we all have a gift. Did you? He preaching. I don't know why I'm up here. Pops is like, man, I've, I've been gifted and so have you. He called y'all out. He said, you're to use that gift. And when we collectively use those gifts, Paul would refer to it later in, in scripture that, man, our body, the body of Christ functions and works the way it should. Sometimes in places like this, we need church discipline. That's why we have pastors and and elders within this leaders called men and and women that will step into these roles to help maybe keep unity amongst the believers here. That's what Paul is saying here in all of his writings. Hey, do you ever read the Bible? You're going to find this stuff in Paul's writing. Paul, Paul was writing the churches that sometimes missed all this. They got off track. They got detoured a little bit. And so he would send a letter to them and say, hey, guys, listen, I've heard about whatever. And he would encourage them. Hopefully, when you gather in a place like this, you feel encouragement. Hopefully, you're connected with other people that maybe you've not seen for a while and and, and just being there. Maybe you've received prayer from someone in this house. Maybe somebody in this house came alongside of you in a time of need. Maybe you were, there was some health setback or maybe a loss of a family member. That's the beauty of this thing called the body. Being a part of the local church, it matters. And every one of you matter. The church is, is this assembly. Remember, we've said this. It's a, it's a, this is a kind of a, a refresher, but, but it's this assembly of, of called out believers who are living for the glory of God. Listen, I, I, I believe it's impossible to, 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 to be a part of God's church without truly immersing yourself within the body of God. Keep in mind, this is the only institution that Jesus ever created only organization. He didn't establish, you know, he, he didn't say in Matthew 16, I'm going to establish the whatever organization. Or, no, he said, I'm going to build a church. Now, there have been a lot of other parachurch things spring off that, but just know that this is the thing that he had in mind. A local church designed by God. And what does it do for us? Not only do we live on mission as we've talked about, Not only is it a place for us to develop community and fellowship, but today, this thing called the local church has been produced by God to help us grow spiritually. I hope that when you gather in this environment, 
whether that be on a Sunday morning gathering or many of you by a round of applause, I've already heard you, you're plugged into a group or, or when you pray together with others. I hope that you are being pushed forward in your pursuit of Jesus. Because the reality is none of us have, have reached full maturity spiritually, right? Are there any fully matured spiritual people in this room? No. So you know what that means? We're all immature. <laughs> That's what I love about this house. We're immature people. I love that. Just get a t-shirt. I'm immature. Whatever you want to say. But we all have room to grow. That's the beauty of this thing called the church. And the beautiful thing is when we gather together, we're able to encourage one another, to pray together, to serve together, to leave here empowered together to go and represent Jesus. Now, here's the reality, though. I know that there are so many people that feel like they can grow and produce their own spiritual growth without the church. And, and, and I'm not saying that it's impossible for you to be encouraged and, and have other tools and things like that that will help you. But I just, I just I, I, I've, I've not met anyone who's left the church that, that years after that leaving the church and never returning that I could look at, this is me, that say, you know what, I think that person's better off spiritually by living on their own, isolated and apart from the body of Christ. I've never met that person. I, I wanna tell you, he, even Billy Graham was connected and plugged into a local church when he could. He was there, he had covering. And I, I just have yet to meet a mature, growing, seasoned saint, producing fruit. Said, you know what? There, there are no Lone Ranger Christians. And as, as you understand, you know who the Lone Ranger is, right? Okay. Even the Lone Ranger, as awesome as he was, and as confident as he was, I mean, dude, who walks in wearing a mask? Well, we all do these days, right? So you just hit me. That's a bad thing. We, yeah, we all do. The Lone Ranger. Yeah, walk in with, but even the Lone Ranger had Tonto, did he not? He had somebody, oh, Kimosabi. I don't know if that's the right thing. Oh, fresh tracks, kimosabi. I mean, we need that. We need somebody to share and do life with that will encourage us. Because, you know, the thing I love about this house is that God has sent us a beautiful gift in what I would call our pastors. I'm talking about our staff that serve faithfully, um, who, 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 who help you develop this spiritual growth. Your kids right now are being fed the word of God and, and they're singing songs and, and parents, they're gonna bring home some little craft that you better put on your refrigerator because it's a masterpiece. Your students on Wednesday nights will be taught the word of God in a way that they understand and is relatable. You guys are plugged into groups or Radiant Ministry or Man U, but we have so many opportunities for you around this house. You know why? This is the goal. We want to see you grow spiritually. We want to see you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for our pastors that do that. Listen, I, I, I know that YouTube and Google are filled with all sorts of how-to videos and self-help stuff, but I'm just telling you, I, I pray that YouTube and Google does not become your pastor. Okay, they didn't like that, but that's okay. It's true. This church is gifted as well as other congregations are with men and women 
that want to push you forward and help you grow spiritually. I know that many people have given up on the church. I believe that to step away from the church is actually to take a step away from God. Because keep in mind, he made this place and he's gifted it to us. And why would we say, God, you know what? Mm, Thank you, but I don't want that. Mm -mm. Better be careful of that. I want to read a verse of scripture with you and then I'm going to challenge you with something. But in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says to stay alert, to watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Hey, who's our enemy? The devil is. Your spouse is not your enemy. The teacher or the coach is not your enemy. The neighbor is not your enemy. Politicians are not the enemy. Law enforcement's not the enemy. The enemy is who? Satan. Says here the devil. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Why? Because he prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Listen, I know that you've watched a lot of Nat Geo especially over the last seven months, because aren't you just tired of the news? And I'm tired of ESPN and just, I just, yeah, just, just play the game. I, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. So you've been watching Nat Geo. I know what you do. I've been watching American Pickers. Come on, somebody. You may get any junk. Yeah. Okay. Focus with me. Come on. Don't encourage me. You guys know that if you watch Nat Geo, you know that the, um, the lion or the puma or the cougar or the wolf, they circle around and they just watch a herd or a pack of whatevers. And they will wait till that one whatever kind of isolates himself and moves away from the herd because they know that away from the herd and away from the pack, They're not as safe and they're not as protected as when they are with the rest of the body, right? And that's how they oftentimes attack. I pray that you would not fall prey to the ploy of an enemy that wants to isolate you, that wants you to say, you know what, that thing called the church, man, those people there, they don't care about you. Hey, that preacher, all he wants is your money. Or, you know what, they just, mm -mm, they got problems there. Be careful. 1910 Church exists for the glory of God. We're going to preach Jesus. And we're going to point people towards Jesus. We have been gifted with incredibly called and anointed pastors whose goal is to lead you to Jesus, point you to him, but then help disciple you so that you become a follower of of Jesus. I pray that this beautiful thing that God created for us, may we not miss out on the beauty that it is. You need the church for spiritual growth. It's within this thing called the church 
that we're encouraged, that we exercise our gifts, that we assemble together with other people and we live as a force on mission. It's a place where it's not about me, but God might use me to breathe into and encourage some. We just need this. Let us not miss out on this gift from heaven. Would you stand with me today? What are you going to do with what you heard? How will you go to the, take the next step? Sunday gathering or Sunday dialing in is important and it's good. And, 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 but, but there's so much more that God has for you. Will you, are, are you connected to some sort of Bible study group, an opportunity that we offer? If not, I want you to stop by Connections today and find that. Will you take advantage of a prayer and ministry team that are coming right now and, and going to stand down front today? Will you, will you be prayed over and encouraged today by someone, maybe with something you're facing? Maybe you've got a student that, that <laughs> could use a little bit more Jesus. Will you get them here on a Wednesday night or on a Sunday or what? Will you take advantage of this beautiful thing called the church? It's meant to help you grow spiritually and to help you become a disciple of Jesus. So Father, I thank you for this gift. Lord, I thank you for the role that the church has played in my life. It's not been perfect. There have been some times as Esai declared in which I didn't want to go, but, but Lord, I stayed faithful to it and I went. And Lord, I'm so glad I did because it was at the church that people loved me. People pointed me in, towards Jesus and taught me about what it means to be a disciple and a follower of him. It was, it was at this place called the church where, where, God, I was prayed over and I got to pray with people. It was at the church, God, that I was able to use my gifts to encourage others, but to glorify you. Lord, it was at the church in which I took my first mission trip. I'll never forget that and was able to go and tell a stranger who Jesus was. It was in this place called the church where I knew that I wasn't alone. And I knew that when I was walking the hallways of my school or when I was living in my community, I knew that there were others who held the same faith and hope that I had. And, and, and we were stronger together. Thank you, God, for the spiritual growth that I've had through the church. God, not, not forgetting that even in my quiet time with you and, and that, that you're still refining me, but God, I thank you that when I gather together, this to me is family, it's healthy, and it's where I need to be. God, would you strengthen us? God, I'm praying right now that you would use us as we leave this place. There is a world that's hurting. There is a world that is searching for answers. Lord, we have that. We possess that. And I pray this week that your church would step into those moments. Ah, and we would put Jesus on display. And may you be glorified through it all. It's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Let's go make the devil 
mad. Come on.